Hi y'all, this is Jordan Shalacy of A Cup with Joe, and on this episode, I'll be pocketing with Jeff Stauber. Jeff and I had the opportunity to sit down earlier today. Upon meeting, I actually knew very little about him. I knew his position as lieutenant in the sheriff's department, where he is the commander over the robbery and burglary unit. I also knew he was currently running for precinct four county commissioner. I personally had no idea what county commissioners do for our community before today. The four commissioners and a judge oversee the whole budget for the county. This position is extremely important for each and every one of us living in Harris County. I feel this podcast is one of my most important to date. I hope you enjoy it as much as I did. And if you feel compelled to vote for Jeff in the primary election, early voting does start Tuesday, February 20th and runs until March 2nd, with the election day being March 6th. Now to the interview. I'm sitting here with Jeff Stauber. Welcome to the podcast, Jeff. Thank you. What's in your cup today? Well, today uh, I'm here to we're Obviously, we're going to talk a little bit of politics and, and some business. What are you drinking in your cup? I am drinking water today. <laughs> and I'm, sadly, this is like a tea, and I don't even want to say it, but it's like a detox tea, and I'm hoping it's going to be good. <laughs> <laughs> so, Jeff, with, I want you to tell us a little bit about yourself, but um, without your poli- political aspirations, tell me um, kind of where you grew up. Talk about your career before politics, how you met your wife and your children. So I'm originally from the East Coast, Mm -hmm. Um, grew up uh, just outside of Pittsburgh. Um, I moved to Texas when I was about 22. And uh, I've been married to my wife, Michelle, for about 24 years now. And we have two sons, an 18-year-old and a 14-year-old. I've been a police officer for 32 years. Awesome. And so that leads me into how I met my wife. So um, uh, I know the the citizens of Harris County, Montgomery County, they have seen um, police vehicles in crashes before. Mm -hmm. So that's... That led me into, I, I got into a, um, an accident in my Mark police car as a young patrolman, mm-hmm. and um, I needed to seek some legal counsel, so I, I was referred to this um, uh, attorney, which my wife happened to be working at the front yeah. desk, so that's kind of how I met her. It was kind of like meant to be, yeah, fate. and as, as soon as I met her, it was like I she was t- working on my case and back and forth and uh, next thing I know we went out for coffee and once that started yeah. that was That's here we are cool. Yes, <laughs> super cool tell me about your children so um, I my 18 year old he um, he was displaced from the Kingwood High School uh, with the flood so mm-hmm. they're currently going to another school although they are getting ready to open it back up mm-hmm. he played sports um, all through his younger years and he was a football player in his senior year um, he's looking forward to going to college uh, A&M is his uh, college of choice cool. um, and then my 14 year old is also a football player oh and he um, he enjoys basketball so we're doing the basketball thing right now and and as part of the school program they make them do track oh, yeah. so you know how that goes um 
but but my boys are um, they're very supportive and we're we're a real tight knit family. We we share everything mm-hmm. you know um, in our family unit because I think it's so important not to uh, isolate the kids from you know family decisions yeah. that are being made. And I think when you're inclusive uh, with the big decisions that are being made in the family, I think that brings the family a lot closer as well. That's really cool. So you were a police officer for 32 years. You started up north. Actually, uh, um, the Texas Department of Corrections was recruiting up in Pittsburgh. Oh my gosh! Yeah, so I was a I was a young fella, and um, so I thought it was police work. Yeah. So I go I go to the interview <laughs> up there in Pittsburgh and talk to them, and what it ended up being is the prison system, and that's when they had the big Alberti lawsuit, yeah. which they needed to hire a bunch of. Uh, officers for inmate uh, staff uh, requirements and so anyhow the 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 steel mills were shutting down up in Pittsburgh so there was a lot of unemployment so therefore they were up there recruiting because they they figured to be a lot of good applicants and I happened to see the ads. You talk about divine intervention. I saw the ad. I went to the interview, and um, and they hired me. So then I can't come to Texas, and I find out I'm a prison guard. Um, so I I worked at the Texas Department of Corrections for about a year, but the whole time I was looking for another job. And um, uh, the Harris County Sheriff's Office was hiring, so I started that process almost immediately. And cool. about nine months later, I was able to get on. I've been there ever since. Mm-hmm. Talk about what it's been like. You know, um, I never thought I would be a police officer, mm-hmm. but as a young man, um, my father always told me, he said, son, you need you need to help people mm-hmm. in your journey through life. And what better way to do that than, than being a police officer? Mm-hmm. So I have um, taken that with me, and, and I was a young man. I was like 22 when I started. So I was a young patrolman mm-hmm. working on the street. So... Uh, just learning the whole process and learning how to deal with people in in crisis has been such a learning experience for me and now I'm so passionate about it I'm 32 years later I'm here and I can retire but I'm not done serving the people yeah. which will take us into my yeah. political aspirations yeah. go ahead so being uh, currently I'm the uh, robbery lieutenant for the Harris County Sheriff's Office so I have the whole county um, where robbery is concerned and uh, it's when you help people and you're in the community mentoring people you want for me I want to keep doing that But after the events of Harvey, I was like, you know what? There's another capacity that I can help people in. And with the uh, the recent floods, um, the current commissioner was nowhere to be found. And uh, living in Kingwood and the devastation that our area suffered. And um, I was up there with all my people from the sheriff's office that were assigned to me. And we're launching boats and doing uh, um what everybody else in the community was doing, which was helping each other, which was, you want to talk about inspirational, just to see how Harris County and the city um, people came together mm-hmm. is is unbelievably inspiring to me. 
So I remember standing in the water getting rained on. I said, you know what? I need to do something. Yeah. And that's what caused me to, because I, my commissioner was nowhere to be found. There was no trucks uh, d deployed to our area in Kingwood. And um, I said, I, that's when I decided standing in that water getting wet that I needed to do something further. So therefore I jumped into the uh, commissioner precinct fours race and here we are today. Uh, early voting starts tomorrow, as a matter of fact. So I read online kind of what you stand for, transparency, ethics, accountability, and community. Why don't you talk about each of those one by one? Absolutely. So, you know, as uh, being in the political arena, you, you've got to be transparent with your constituents. You there can't be no behind the scenes, behind closed door um, deals going on. And I've never been like that, even in my professional mm -hmm. career as, as, as an officer. I always believe that when you fully disclose everything you're trying to do to the people you're trying to help, they'll better understand. So uh, that's that's what I stand for um, as far as full disclosure. Mm -hmm. um, and then you gotta be ethical. You, you, you can't be that guy that um, doesn't uh, do the right thing. I mean, let's face it, when you're a politician, people look up to you. And if you're doing unethical things, you know, um, uh, supporting, um, other businesses and, and yeah. pushing out the the small business uh, folks because you're looking at maybe even some kickbacks mm -hmm. on this side. So being ethical, you got to be above reproach when it comes to uh, being a county commissioner, and and I stand for that. And I expect the people when it comes to accountability. I need to be accountable to my constituents. I need to be accessible to my mm -hmm. constituents. And I expect them to keep me accountable to the job that I'm supposed to be doing. Yeah. Um, it's, it's very important. And if you can't be held accountable for your actions, then you don't need to be in that office. Yeah. And then, you know, the, the, the fourth uh, position is community. I've always been a community person. And that's why I, I want and seek this opportunity because there's a lot of things that I can do in the underserved areas of Precinct 4. Um, a lot of the people that I'm working with on my campaign right now, we're, we're kicking back yesterday at a function that I was at just talking about some of the great things that we could do if we work together um, and, you know, working and building parks and places for these young kids to go and give them something positive that they could look forward to as opposed to idle time or playing video games that desensitizes uh, mm -hmm. killing people and yeah. uh, so th that's that's kind of my my mantra and I, yeah. I really I try to live my life really according to those uh, four four words that's awesome so tell me for people that have no idea what a commissioner does please explain <laughs> So the commissioner is, he, he's one of four commissioners, and then you have a, a county judge. And what you do is, it's, it's sectioned out often in four areas. And you can basically, can I have an area, like Precinct 4 would be my area, and then Precinct 1, Precinct 2, and, and so forth. Um, and you're responsible for the budget in that area. So you're in charge of the roads and bridges and parks and um, basically 
you're one of five that control the money that is spent throughout the county. So when it comes to once a month on Tuesdays in commissioner court, you vote on the different aspects of the budget. You know, you've got the hospital district and then you've got flood control and all the different programs. The commissioners decide on the money allocations to those prospective areas. Um, it's a pretty important job. I mean, to keep the county running and, and being efficient, the commissioners pay, play a huge role in, uh, in county government. And so that's it, it, kind of in a nutshell, it's your, your one of, of five that votes on different initiatives every every once a month on mm-hmm. Tuesdays for diff, different budgetary um, decisions need to be made and obviously you have the interim um, the mid-year review and then you actually have budget time so there's two major times of the year where the big budget is approved mm-hmm. uh, so it's a pretty important job to keep the county um, going yeah so when you're so you have different competition if you want to use that word so right now you're running against a particular person what makes you the right choice well i certainly because i have been um been a public servant in Harris County for 32 years. Yeah. I know the county inside and out. I certainly know Precinct 4 inside yeah. and out. I have worked as a patrolman in every district in Harris County, That's unincorporated. Um, and I've worked many initiatives within the city as well. Um, so I have that experience. I have dealt with uh, budgetary uh, things with the budget people at the county, uh, putting budgets together and, and, and so forth. Um, I understand for small businesses to thrive, crime needs to be under control. I was recently at a Chamber of Commerce meeting and there was a young lady there that was uh, um, voiced her displeasure in the crime in the area and she was thinking about not renewing her lease due to the fact that the crime in the area was uh, causing her business not to be able to thrive. Mm -hmm. So I understand that. No, no, do I understand the crime aspects of Precinct 4? But I understand um, the operations of, of the commissioner and the needs of the community. You, as a commissioner, you got to understand the overserved areas, what I call them, that are doing very well, and then the underserved areas. And for me, I've always been a person that can bring people to the table. Mm-hmm. And everybody needs to be at the table when it comes to decision making as far as um, what's going on in in my case in precinct four you need to have uh, community leaders um my staff will uh represent the community my staff will have people from all aspects of the community and then i'll have liaisons from the different communities that necessarily don't want to be as part of the staff but they want to be a part of the decision making um and, and that all comes from uh, 32 years of being a public yeah. servant is so cool. being inclusive, bringing people to the table. And when it comes to um, going to these uh, community events and meetings that may be contentious for the commissioner, um, the current commissioner, he if, if he knows it's going to be a contentious meeting and people are going to be upset with him, mm-hmm. he'll send a surrogate. And uh, I have said all along, I'm going to be that guy that's at the table. And, and, and sometimes you have to go to those tough meetings and you push through it 
but don't run the other way yeah. when um, when there's going to be some contentious issues because you being the commissioner of that area, you're the you're the decision maker, so you should be at the table when right. when um, these issues are coming to to fruition. What are some action items that you see doing within the first six months? Well, within the first six months, I, you know, I first first and foremost is um, in order for business to thrive in that area, uh, the the crime needs to be addressed. Mm-hmm. Um, we need to um, give our law enforcement partners more tools to work with, mm-hmm. whether it, it it be personnel or. Um, Technology. Yes, technology is, I mean, technology, it doesn't wait on us. It continues to grow. Um, as here, We're here today talking on a podcast. I mean, that's a perfect example of technology just, you know, moving forward. Um, and also, uh, within very short order of taking over, we need a regional flood control program. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I find it very interesting that once... Um, all the events of Harvey took place. You get these 12 and 14 and 15 point plans that are coming out. But what what about, you know, uh, we had the tax day flood a year prior. I mean, it's, this flood control issue is not a new issue. Mm-hmm. We need a regional flood control program. Um, we knew a week and a half before that flood floods ever, before the heavy rains mm-hmm. came to the Houston area, the all the forecasters were saying it's coming and it's gonna come in and it's gonna drop about 50 inches of rain. Well, why weren't we, why didn't we start dumping the water from Conroe at that point? Oh, yeah. Now, all that water we got, it still would have probably not eliminated some flooding. Right, of course not. But the catastrophic flooding that we Especially got had we started releasing that water things. earlier, but if we had a regional flood control program, that is something that, that could have been implemented because we knew the rains were coming. Yeah. So that's very important. And that, that is probably at the top of the list is let's get this this uh, uh, flood control issue resolved. Let's work on these buyouts and don't issue any more permits in these areas that are uh, prone to flooding, that have continued to flood. And um, let's let's work on the buyouts uh, for, for, for these areas. Um, and recently, this has been on my platform since the very beginning, but the Astrodome, and I understand people are very passionate about the Astrodome. Mm-hmm. It's a landmark. Yeah. Um, they've been tearing stadiums down all over the United States and then building them back. So I'm, I'm familiar with that, but the people voted to quit spending money on the Astrodome. And last week, Commissioner's Court approved $105 million to put a parking garage underneath it. So this completely goes against the will of the people. And commissioners, commissioners, you're there at the will of the people. I mean, they voted you into office, so you, they need to take that responsibility serious. And they completely went against uh, everything that was said by the people uh, back in, I want to say it was 2014, as far as, they don't want to continue spending money on the Astrodome, but anyhow, they went against it and did what they did uh, anyhow. So In shock. <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. Well, I mean, there's still people that are trying to rebuild their homes. There's other things that we could do now mm-hmm. and down the road uh, l- look at this Astrodome situation um, because I, I think now they gave it a designation of um, a, la- a landmark, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, but when the vote was put out yeah. there, it wasn't a landmark. It was 
uh, do you want us to continue to spend money on it or do you want us to yeah. discontinue? And overwhelmingly, the vote was, no, we're, we're done spending money on the Astrodome. <laughs> so you keep talking about small businesses. You're a small business owner, and I yes. read online that you mentor. So tell me about your mentorship. So um, one thing that I learned, and I've, I've had several businesses mm-hmm. over the years, um, and it's easy. One thing I love about Texas, it is the land of opportunity when it comes to entrepreneurship. Um, you can go and you can pull a DBA and um, by the end of the day, you can be up and running. And yeah, and, and but, it, but it's exciting when you get that entrepreneurial bug. It's there for life. Mm-hmm. And and um it, and it's funny because neither my mom or dad have an entrepreneurial really? bone in their body, <laughs> but I, I'm one of eight. Yeah. And every one of my siblings uh are engaged in entrepreneurship. They have they have professional jobs yeah. like I do. Yeah. And then we all have businesses on the side. Um so what I do with with my particular company is I go in and I a lot of the people that I talk to I I do a lot of business in the minority minority communities, mm-hmm. and I continue to encourage them don't give up don't give up push through it and, and what I do is I share with them my life experiences when it comes to entrepreneurship I always tell people when I'm talking about my um, my business entrepreneurial bug that I have is. I think I'm just too stupid and I keep getting back up. You know, when as an entrepreneur, you're going to you get knocked to. down. You have you're going to get knocked down. But get back up. Yep. And don't let anybody tell you you can't do something. Mm-hmm. And, and like I said, in Texas, in Houston, it is so easy to ha- have a startup business. And, you know, have a good plan. But don't let anybody step on your dream. Mm-hmm. And so that's what I do when I'm out in the community. And I have a, a, a pretty good sized business. And I, and I started small and I've grown uh, grown it to, to what it is today. Uh, and, I, and I attribute a lot of that to um, people. Not only am I encouraging them mm-hmm. to do what they need to do, but their encouragement back to me. Hey, Jeff, keep pushing forward and keep doing what you're doing. And I always make it a point to... Um, to talk to my clients, if you will, or talk to my relationships in business when I when I go to their place of business to make sure that um, that I interact with them, and because it's important because communication, the business that, that you're in, it's all about communicating. Yeah, 100%. yeah, I mean, and if you're you're not open to that and uh, you let people in, um, if you don't let them in, you're not going to be successful in yeah. business. I'm so excited. I got to meet you. (laughs) You're very dynamic. You're very like, I don't know, I guess just meeting a younger female. I don't know much about older males. And so just the complexity of your mind and like what's important to you. It's just really cool to like get to know someone on that level. So I'm grateful. Are you ready for rapid fire questions? Yes. Number one, is this where you thought you would be? I, I've always had uh, high expectations mm-hmm. for myself, so... Doesn't surprise you? <laughs> it doesn't surprise me, yes. I, I think I'm where I'm at, uh, although I, I wish I was further. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah I, I, I saw myself in this capacity uh, at some point in time. It's really cool. What are you currently trying to accomplish? Uh, what I've done for my whole uh, career is mm-hmm. help people, and uh, in the position that I'm seeking is being able to do that mm-hmm. from uh, the position of precinct Great. four commissioner in Harris County. That's really cool. What are you most proud of? 
um, the relationship with my family and um, the uh, the interaction that I have with my parents growing up and mentoring me to be a good person and be a good parent and a, a father because I've had uh, stellar uh, representations yeah. of that when I was growing up. Yeah. And so uh, the, I'm most proud of my family because I, I followed in the footsteps of my father. That's awesome. Who do you admire most? My father. Mm-hmm. Is he still with us? He is. Okay, cool. He is. <laughs> and he is local? Is no, he, they actually still live in uh, Pittsburgh. Really? Yes. Crazy. Yes. Do y'all have to go up there and visit or do they come they, It's back and forth. Yeah. Yes. That's awesome. What is your most effective daily habit? Um, making that connection with God every single day. I, I reach out to him for the strength that I need to get through the day. And, uh, that makes my day more effective. Yeah. <laughs> Especially when it happens right in the morning. Yes. What moment in your life have you learned the most from? Um, well, there's, there's a lot of moments, but there's things that really, um, really stick out to me. And in being in law enforcement, mm-hmm. I've, I've lost officers over the years that, that have been killed in the line of duty. And being there uh, after it happened, it's those are life-altering events that, um, that you never forget about. Mm-hmm. And that's... You know, moving forward, that those type of events change your life, and they they change your spirituality. To, in my case, to be a better person, and to make sure that you don't lose focus of what we're put on this earth to do. What do you wish you would have known before you started your career? Um. Wow, that's an interesting question. Um, I, I don't, I don't, um, that, that's, no. Or advice to someone about to walk in your shoes in law enforcement? Um, that the career that I'm in right now, it's, um, it's, it's, it's a very demanding career. Um, sometimes it can be very difficult on your family mm-hmm. and you have to be ready for that, but you have to be a servant of the people if you want to get into this career. And those are those are things as a young man, when I got into the business, I always knew I want to help people, but there's some tweakings of your personality and so forth that you have to learn to adjust to, if you will. Because not everybody that you deal with on the, um, on the streets is a bad person or a good person. So you have to be able to discern between that very quickly. Yeah. Um, so, um, at probably you know from a maturity level mm-hmm. starting in a young man uh, I wish I had a little bit more knowledge at the very beginning but you get it very quickly yeah. because you don't have a choice <laughs> yeah thrown out on the streets what do you do to live a balanced life go to the gym the gym <laughs> <laughs> uh, exercise yeah. and and just um, you know, you, you got to make sure with all the different things that I've got going on right mm-hmm. now, I got to make sure that I balance my family life, yeah. uh, balance my health, mm-hmm. and um, but you got to have an even balance. Yeah. And all those put together uh, helps you continue to put one foot in front of the other. I agree. What do you want others to remember about you? I want my legacy to be 
that 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 stopper guy he was the guy <laughs> that never uh looked the other way when someone needed a helping hand mm-hmm. and because at the end of the day we're all going to be judged mm-hmm. and i want to be judged by not how much money i have in my pocket but how many people i helped along the way i love that okay so i normally ask this question here i'm skipping it i want to ask you kind of something in the political climate right now what are your thoughts and solutions and feelings towards crime in schools right now oh wow i spent a couple hours on the radio the other night talking about this uh uh, first of all these assault weapons that are in the hands of these uh young folks is just it's inexcusable um there's a lot of thought out there right now of what to do you know there's conversations about you know do we let the uh teachers that are have their concealed to carry licenses um um, carry weapons uh, but we got to get the assault rifles out of these young folks' hands. It, it's um, assault rifles are designed to kill. There's no two ways about it. That's why the military has them. That's why the SWAT teams have them, uh, and that's why the police officers uh, have them. Because when we go into these volatile situations, we need weapons that uh, would be on the same level as the folks that we're dealing with. Um, it's just, uh, you know, I, I, I watched this that teacher the other night. I was watching it on the news like everybody else, and she talked about shuttling those children into that classroom and into the closet, and um, and she she's probably about your age. Um, and she was, uh, the reporter asked her, so how are you doing? And, like, I think she had a seven- or a six-year-old at home, and she had to go home and tell her child about that. And it the... Um, it was it, it hit her she asked her how she was doing mm-hmm. and she says oh maybe i'm not doing very well so that that teacher it really touched me because that's going to be with her for the rest of her life but she saved those kids mm-hmm. i think about the uh the coach mm-hmm. that stood in front of those kids and took that bullet and it, it's um it's, it's just heart-wrenching to me um to see that we continue to go through this and our kids should be able to be safe going to school and we shouldn't have to worry about that i mean could you imagine i know you're a parent i'm a parent getting that phone call and you're we protect our kids yeah every time it rings and it says my kid's elementary school i'm like normally they go which one's sick and i always tease that i always say which one is it but to imagine to be in those people's shoes and have the horrible news. Oh my oh God! Now on Ash Wednesday to to boot, it, it would just um, we this country. It, we we need to quit political politicizing this this activity. We need to collectively come together and solve this problem. I mean, you know, our kids are our future, and we need to make sure that we do whatever we can to protect them, and we don't need. Um, these high-powered weapons do not need to be in the hands of um, of young folks. You don't use them for hunting, <laughs> you know. Say you hear some of the, well, you know, we, we use them. There's nobody. You, you, yeah. you don't hunt with an AR-15. Yeah. Um, Sporter. So, so it needs to be nonpartisan. We need to come up with solutions uh, to keep our children safe in school. Well, thank you so much for joining me. What do you want to tell people as along the lines of voting for you or? 
Well, I'm, I'm, I do have a primary opponent. Uh, our early voting starts tomorrow, mm-hmm. and it runs through March the, the 2nd. Uh, I'm running for Harris County uh, Precinct 4 Commissioner on the Democratic uh, ticket. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just think... vote either side, right? Like, yeah, but you, you, have to, you have to decide right. in the so primary um, to uh, vote either Republican or Democrat. And I just ask that the people take a look at who I am. I'm online. I'm on Facebook. Friend me on Facebook. I have. I'm an open book. My my page is public, um, and I'm that guy that is the servant of the people. And I say, give Jeff Stauber a chance, and you're you will not be disappointed. So I ask that people will go out and vote in the primary for Jeff Stauber for Harris County Commissioner Precinct Four. Cool. Thank you so much. I hope to have you back sometime soon, and we can reconnect and. Sounds good. I I enjoyed it. Thank you. Thank you.